If you're looking to go to Europe and spend half of what you would in France, Austria, Germany, Switzerland, really anywhere in Western Europe, and you're looking to go to a place that's just as beautiful, if not more, a place with the world's heaviest building, the former palace of Nikolai Ceausescu, if you're looking to go to a place with the most beautiful road on the planet, and if you're looking to go to a place where they love to drink, you need to look at Romania. By the way, Romania is the fifth booziest country in the world behind Belarus, Russia, Moldova, and Lithuania. I went to Romania in 2016, and it really was an incredible trip. I have been fascinated with the country Romania since 1989 when I watched the capture of the dictator Nicolae Ceausescu and his wife Elena get executed on live television after being captured. Uh, the capture of that dictator was really the end of the fall of communism in Eastern Europe, so it was fascinating for me. I had been to Eastern Europe in 87, close to Romania, but never made it into Romania. So I always wanted to go. Back in 2016, I had a couple extra days while teaching summer study abroad in Salzburg. And so I had uh, Tyler Clark, who was traveling Europe by himself at the time, stop by Salzburg for a visit. And we decided to fly down to Bucharest and spend three days in that city. And it was really fascinating to see how vibrant the city is, full of cafes, full of restaurants, beautiful hotels, city parks, just a ton to do in Romania at, at a cost that's half of anything that I've seen in Western Europe, especially Salzburg. So, um, you know, in this podcast, I kind of want to look at uh, why you should go to Romania, what's in Romania or Bucharest. Um, what to expect, and then we'll get uh, Tyler on the uh, podcast for a kind of a description of what he thought about traveling Romania. And so I hope you enjoy this podcast, and someday I hope you get to go. So many memories of that 2016 Bucharest, Romania trip. It was really unforgettable. The second we landed at the airport in Bucharest, Tyler Clark and I, was just one experience after the other. Um, I remember the first thing we did actually was try to uh, convert some American dollars into euro, only to find out that Romania does not use the euro. They use their own form of currency. So. That was the first thing we did. And then we figured out we got to get a bus or a cab to the hotel, which was downtown Bucharest. So we went to the top level where I thought people were getting on buses. And I asked this lady in this little, uh, I don't know, she was in this little shack with a window, where do you catch a bus to go downtown? And she said, downstairs with this real thick Romanian accent. And I can tell you, this lady looked like Roseanne Barr's twin sister. I mean, exactly like Roseanne Barr. And she had no smile, and she pointed downstairs. Well, 
I just saw some people board the bus upstairs and I didn't see any buses downstairs at the, at the terminal level. So I went back about two minutes later and I asked her again, are you sure that you can't get a bus to downtown from up here? And she pointed downstairs again and looked right at me and she said, I said the bus is downstairs, almost yelling at me. Now, she was one of only two people I can remember that were rude in Bucharest. Most everybody else was very pleasant. So Tyler and I, we board this bus and it must have taken 45 minutes to an hour to get downtown. The, the stop we were getting off of was the huge parliament or mansion that Ceausescu built for himself. And that was downtown Bucharest, the, the heaviest building in the world. Uh, it's massive, so you couldn't miss it. So we get off at that stop. Our hotel is 20 minutes away walking. And you look at this building and it really, I mean, they say it's the heaviest in the world. I'm not sure it's heavier than the Pentagon or heavier than the Mercantile Exchange in Chicago unless this place in Bucharest is built with gold and silver inside. I mean, it's massive. And it took 30 minutes to walk around. So we, um, we, we got off the bus, took some pictures of this place, said we we're going to walk around it. And what was interesting was the next day at this palace, um, you see a, a Formula One racetrack put up. And these guys are racing these professional Formula One cars around the building, in front of the building, doing donuts, creating a bunch of smoke. Um, really neat. So anyway, we get we, we go back to the hotel, check in. And then the, really the first day is just kind of walking around looking at some of the museums and the churches and beautiful parks and canals and rivers and lakes and uh, flowers. I mean, it's a beautifully laid out city. And what sticks out is you have the past, the present, all combined about 50-50. So you can see relics of the communist buildings and the old buildings and the way old Romania, at least in the 80s, looked like uh, former Eastern Europe. But then you have these beautiful glass buildings, marble buildings, McDonald's, Pizza Hut. Um, you have uh, a lot of wealthy cars driving around as far as Beamers and Mercedes. So it's really a combination of one block looks like this, the next block looks like this. It's different than something that you would see in Budapest or Prague or Krakow where all of it looks high class. Not in Romania, so it really is neat to kind of go back in time still. Um, so another thing that really stuck out was the second day when Tyler and I went to the communist headquarters downtown Bucharest. And this was exciting because this was the place that Czech, uh, Nikolai Ceausescu did his last speech. Uh, he didn't plan on it being his last speech, but it was. And so you see this guy, if you YouTube Nikolai Ceausescu's last speech, you see him up on this porch or, or uh, you know, I don't know what to call it, but an area on the building that he's given this talk and the whole square is filled with Romanian people waving flags. And this is the time where the Berlin Wall's fallen, where Aust or Hungary opens the Iron Curtain for people to leave to Austria, 
where the consulates in Prague are getting flooded with people escaping Eastern Europe. And Ceausescu thinks he can keep the hold on all his people under a dictatorship. Well, right in the middle of a speech, you see some rioters, some people chanting down with Ceausescu, and this has never happened to this guy. So he looks shocked and it gets louder and louder and they're cutting them off and he's trying to cut them off and he's waving his arms and it's really neat to see on YouTube. Well, it gets so loud and so out of control that two of his secret police uh, whisper in his ear something and all of a sudden the picture cuts out to a red dead screen. So they take him off the air and you hear all this commotion and then uh, people start storming the building and start shooting the building. And this was the start of that 89 war that killed a bunch, I think 1,200 people died in the revolution. But um, this is the building where you see the helicopter lift off, Ceausescu and his wife Elena uh, escape and um, it takes off and it's with other people. So it's so heavy, it barely lifts off this communist headquarter building. And, um, you know, that was the beginning to the end where they eventually caught him a couple days later, Christmas 20 or 2000 or Christmas 1989. And so um, Tyler and I, we go to this communist headquarters and the wall is full of big mortar fire and bullet holes. So I got some pictures that I put up on the website. And, um, you know, we want to go in, but there, it says no entry. And we're dressed like typical Americans. I mean, I got my baseball cap on, shorts, my camera. Tyler's got his Australian Dundee, crocodile Dundee hat on, and, and we both have backpacks. We couldn't have looked any more American than if you tried. And we just walked in. And it was quiet, no one was in, and long hallways, and uh, these two guards start running at us, screaming in Romanian, and they obviously could tell we were English-speaking, so in their accent, they start yelling, you can't come in here, what are you doing in here, this is closed, and I said, um, you know, real quiet and calmly, is this the place where Ceausescu uh, lifted off where he gave his last speech, Nikolai Ceausescu. And I knew it was, but I just wanted to ask him. Well, they stopped and they looked at each other and one had a little bit of a grin and he said, you know Nikolai Ceausescu? Where are you from? And I told him the United States, but I was teaching in Salzburg. Well, they, they couldn't believe it. And they said, yeah, that is. How do you know him? And I told him I was a student and I followed it. And I watched it live on television. And next thing they, they did is they said, well, we show you around. So they showed us around and gave us a tour of the communist headquarters where this all happened. And it was because we knew something about Romanian history back in 1989. So that was really, for me, the highlight. Uh, seeing the place that I watched on TV, and it was really unbelievable. So for the most part, the rest of the trip was just kind of taking in the sights, looking at all the the museums, trying different cafes. We went to an area in Romania, which is the 
the yuppity, the, the yippy area, the, the inn area, the cool area, and all these bars and pubs and restaurants and cafes. People are sitting out and socializing and talking and music playing and just really an unbelievable place. I could definitely live there. I'd love to teach English there. So, you know, it is a great, great place to go that's affordable. Tons to do. If you're going to do a three-day, four, five-day trip, Romania is really something that you need to put on your bucket list. Um, I can't say anything more. There's tons of other things to do, but those were the couple things I remembered on this trip. So, again, uh, put it on your list to go. And let's get Tyler Clark on briefly and see what he remembers and his thoughts on that trip in 2016. All right, Tyler Clark, what did you think of that trip to Romania? What what was it, about four years ago already? That sounds about right. Yeah, that was uh, that was when I did my little tour of, uh, of Europe and went to Turkey and then ended up, we uh, took a little weekend trip to Romania and amazing country. Never imagined what it would look like. Didn't have any idea what it looked like. And spur of the moment, we hopped on a plane and, and uh, had a great time. What was your number one memory? Mine was the lady at the airport saying, the bus is downstairs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, with her uh, broken English and that thick Eastern European accent. That, I, uh, I, I think she was Roseanne Barr's twin sister. Yeah, not much personality, that's for sure. Yeah. I think um, probably my, my favorite memory would be you and I walking up to the front door of Communist Party headquarters and asking if we can see the bullet holes in the wall. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, the, the tour, got, I mean, the security guards there, you dropped the name of the uh, deceased uh, dictator and they gave us like a mini tour of the foyer there and showed us the bullet holes in the gate. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, soon, as soon as I dropped the guy's name, which was Nikolai Ceausescu, they looked at us and said, you know Ceausescu? Yeah, and then suddenly we were like celebrities or something, and they, well, they wanted to tell us all about it. They just couldn't believe we were American tourists that knew any history on Romania. That's probably what it was. They just assumed that we didn't know anything about their history. The other, the other thing was the uh, the mansion of Ceausescu, his palace. I I thought it took about a half hour to walk around. Do you think it took any longer? Oh, that thing was massive that place was huge and i couldn't believe how big the grounds were they said it's the heaviest building in the world i couldn't believe that i mean that's more than the pentagon yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of stone in that building yeah I, I, and uh, i would have liked to tour the inside of it just see the, the ridiculous opulence that that guy amassed from the from the Romanian people. Yeah, well, the... the but other than that, it was, it was relatively friendly. It was easy to get around. Uh, we, we did, once we got past the lady at the airport, we figured out public transportation and took a city bus yeah. down to the area that we were in. And the, um, the hotel accommodations were were, were nice. So um, And there was a, a, a lively nightlife down in the old historic district. There were... Uh, you know, little sidewalk cafes and bars and whatnot, and we could sit out and watch people watch people going by and have have some good good meals. And overall, overall, very cheap. Oh yeah, oh, 
the Canton the prices that man that was part of the one of the reasons is, is uh, we could get a cheap flight there and uh, the cost of living was was really low so food lodging everything was was inexpensive yeah anything else that you uh, you stuck out about that trip a lot of historic architecture and, oh yeah uh, there was that memorial that we went to uh, uh, for all the victims of the uh, some massacre that took place or something, I guess during the the overthrow. Yeah, I can't. The re- I, did they have an underground subway system? I don't remember seeing it. Did we ride on it? No, they did not have a a subway system. Just a, a bus system. Yeah. Okay. Well, I want. That was the closest to Moldova's we've ever gotten. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when we get to Transnistria and Moldova, we're definitely going to have to stop in Bucharest again. What a great place! Yeah, that definitely be worth a return trip. All right, man. Good talking to you about Romania, and uh, let's plan on another destination as soon as COVID lifts. That sounds great. Looking forward to it. All right, Tyler. Take care, Jeff. Romania is surrounded by Poland, Slovakia, Hungary, Serbia, Bulgaria, Moldova, and Ukraine. You do not have to be a history buff to enjoy this country. A great place to go, half the cost. I recommend it 100%.